is BoobTube, the podcast where smart women talk about what they're watching and not watching. I'm Sarah Whitus. And I'm Amanda Toysher. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Intros, take two. <laughs> Nailed it. Got it. <laughs> the hardest thing we do is introducing ourselves. It is hard. Honestly, I notice them mess that up all the time on other podcasts, so I feel like we are not. We can't be alone here, honestly. It's like either the opening or the closing something goes wrong something yeah. goes wrong it's okay it's, it's just cute. it's a hard job having to introduce yourself and then watch tv so yeah i don't know how we do it week in week out every other weekend every other week out. <laughs> i don't know um, it takes a lot of um willpower though yeah. i sometimes feel like that with uh so like i've been out of town two weekends in a row since mm-hmm. we last talked and in both cases i was going to the same location which is Cleveland, Ohio, and in both cases, I had to drive there. So I've been in the car so many hours the past week and a half. Um, it's a lot of podcasts. Yeah, I listen to a, my 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 driving playlist is like six hours long, and I can now say I'm sick of it. Um, yeah, which is something. And yeah, but I so I haven't been able to watch like a whole lot of TV because I was with my family, so we watched you know, murder mysteries and yeah, a healthy um, amount of Columbo. Yeah. Columbo. And I also introduced them to death in paradise, which you might remember mm. me watching. I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. So anyway, um, just a lot of that kind of stuff, but well, I mean, you actually met, I mean, I even, even in Cleveland, I think they have TV news. Um, and I, you know, <laughs> correct do. me if Weirdly. I'm wrong. <laughs> correct me if i'm wrong but you know maybe some of this uh reached you but before we get into it there was like some interesting uh news i think relevant to our interests over the last couple of weeks are you talking like, about louis ck uh oh god no let's not even go there no I, you heard I, about I, that right i did hear about Ugh, louis ck's so like return to the trial like, just a surprise performance can you imagine being at the comedy cellar and then all of a sudden like and surprise guest louis ck like what and it's like i didn't ask for this like what no would you do what would you do i'd probably like i guess i'd get up and leave but like what if it was before the show anyway that's yeah. just tremendous arrogance no agreed like do, you know haven't you had enough of like you know subjecting yourself on unwilling people right <laughs> gross yeah like, it's a good it's, good way, good way yeah, yeah no it's really gross um i was talking about in weirder news the fact that veronica mars is now maybe coming back that's just wild I can't endorse i don't like i don't sign this one no i did <laughs> not many, how many? Why? I mean, like, as as I think uh, seasoned viewers, I mean, listeners will recall, Amanda and I are generally against revivals in just about every case. And everything um, except Twin Peaks. Yeah, everything except Twin Peaks. The rest of it is all bad. Veronica Mars, I'm, like, particularly irritated because I feel I like, feel like this Kristen is a, Bell should know better. Yeah, Kristen Bell. I was like, also, Kristen Bell, you're already on a successful show. Actually, like, everyone on. on that show should know better. Like, Rob Thomas, yeah. you should know better. Um, <sighs> other I'm, people well, who I can't think of. Ken Marino, <laughs> you should know better. Piz, Piz. you should know better. Um, and also, um, that's the other thing. Like, I was always Team Piz. And yeah. um, I was not Team Logan. I was more Team Logan, honestly. Ugh, God, of I course know. you were. I'm sorry, I love a bad boy. Yeah. He's not even a bad boy. He's not a bad boy bad boy he's a rich asshole i know but he's so cute oh, um gross. 
but I'm like, I'm like, do people remember how bad the last season of like Veronica Mars like nearly ran itself off the road in the last season? Like Veronica, oh, yeah, that like, was the, crazy like the crew bad. goes to college and. Um, and the plot line, like the main plot line of this season for most of the season is like feminazis faking rape in order to like get fraternities kicked off the campus of their college. It's really, really not good. And then like the show, yeah, the season was bad. Okay. But then like, we still got our like six seasons in a movie or whatever. So like there's... There was the Veronica Mars movie. Which I didn't which think I, was that great because also no, Logan, I hated good. how prominently Logan featured into it. Ugh. Yeah, it wasn't good. We don't have to spend that much more time on this, but I'm annoyed. Um, this needs to end. Like the tyranny of revivals. Like not everyone gets a second chance. I'm sorry. Just like, create a new show that people are going to love. Yeah. And also like, just, you know, like Kristen Bell, you have the good place. Just live your life in a forward moving direction. But also Um, speaking of good revivals or renewals or whatever you want to call it, uh, you noted this in our doc, American Vandal is coming back for a second series season. Um, The villain in this case is not going to be the you know, whoever did the dicks, it's the turd burglar. The so turd someone, burglar. I guess that just if leaves poop everywhere. The, oh my God, if you've not watched the trailer. I for... haven't watched it. The, wait, there's a trailer for it? Oh my God, Amanda. Yes. Wait, what? Yes, there's a trailer. I thought I sent it to you. Oh I my I God. I sent you the actual, should... I think that maybe I sent you an article and the trailer was Should I play it right now? Of e. Yeah, just maybe play a clip here. Early into that lunch, I knew something was off. It didn't really hit me right away. And then it really hit me. The lemonade was contaminated. I'm on one. All, all of our students, they're all, they're all pooping. It really looks hilarious. Um, that yeah, is the, so the, funny. It's like slightly disturbing. Um, you need to be like Ooh. trigger warning poop, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> notice that I just like a, a notice that if you just just Googling turd burglar does not take you just to American Vandal, which I now in retrospect is incredibly obvious. (laughs) But um, don't just Google that. Just maybe also include it with American Vandal. Yeah. (laughs) The name of the show is not Turd Burglar. So, okay. Anyway, that's exciting. Um, I am excited about that. Yeah, but let's get into it. I mean, yeah, so so it's been a couple weeks. So what what have you watched? So um, I watched... I watched some things. Actually, I think we're we're on a similar viewing sketch right now. But um, you know, I've started the the third season of Insecure. Which yeah, I, I started that too. About. I'm like an yeah. episode and a half in. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> watched like twelve minutes of that that second one and kind of. Well, I kind of was like falling one. asleep and yeah, yeah. Honestly, this is my ish with. I mean, I'm caught up on it, but like. The season of Insecure is so far kind of boring. Um, I'm not wild about it. The music is still good as ever. I yeah. think Insecure is one of the best soundtracks on, on television. But um, I don't know. I'm a little bit like we're going in circles here. We've kind of just spent like two years um, on this um, storyline of, of Issa like kind of breaking up with um, with Lawrence, her 
her ex and then kind of like immediately moving into this Daniel plot line. I'm like, I'm like, I really wish this show focused a little bit more on, I mean, I love the time that we spend on like the female friendships on this show, like Issa's and Molly's relationship and like with her kind of like circle of friends. I wish we spent like a little more time. Yeah. Yeah. It's very focused on, on the dudes. And like, I get it. We're kind of like doing, you know, I mean, that's like part of their lives, but like, I kind of feel like the, a lot of the stories involving the men are not interesting enough to sort of like sustain themselves. Do you think like plots. the, 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 her professional storyline could like be drawn out or like made to be, cause some of I those are the, the most like to go away. Actually. I'm like, yeah, we got y'all kind of stuff. I'm like, I like that we spent, I think that we could have spent like the first year, like talking about how like this is a really, or like, it could just move on to something job. else. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, you know, I think that she's still there because of, of like inertia, you know, she's like in her early thirties, like in a job, not really happy with, I think a lot of people like can, can relate to this. You know, I think a lot of people are like, why is she still in this position? But it's like, you know, I get it, you know, but also this is not real life. This is a, um, this is a fictional uh, entertaining story. So I'm like, we need to, I don't know. I'm just like the, we got y'all line is, is really, um, plot line is, is like really kind of also just, it's like annoying because the people are so annoying. They're so annoying. So yeah, her coworkers are like, there's the scene in the first episode where they're all sitting around talking about why the logo and the name is racist. Um, yes. <laughs> and it's very funny. Um, a white, and it's a, white a good cringing. Like I black children is how they describe it. Yeah. I'm like grateful yeah. for that scene. Um, but yeah, it is just painful and it doesn't, you know, it's the same, same annoying people do be being annoying in the same way. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's just like kind of being annoying in the exact same way over and over yeah. again. Um, and as someone and... who I have, n- I didn't, I've not seen every episode um, because I only recently acquired HBO as we, yeah. as, as loyal listeners know, because I <laughs> announced it with great fanfare when I finally bought it, but I would just see yeah. <laughs> HBO. Um, but yeah, so I've, I have, I, and I would just kind of see um at, like when you were watching them maybe when we were roommates or like elsewhere if it was um you know on tv at someone else's house or something like that but um so now i have it and i'm i decided to not go back to the beginning because i'd be yeah. annoyed if i was re-watching an episode so i'm just starting from the beginning of the third season um with regular watching so i'm not quite as annoyed by this because mm-hmm. i've missed a lot of episodes right um, but i could right. see how you would be kind of bored by that Take my word for it when I'm telling you it's getting a little repetitive. Yeah, But, okay. you know, like, it, it is, like, I, I don't know. I still really enjoy the show. I'm hoping the excitement kind of picks up a little bit. I do think that um, the character of Kelly, uh, Natasha Rothwell, one of Issa's best friends, who in this season is kind of coming in a little more clearly, is also, like, a, uh, she's like a... Um, a financial advisor as well, kind of like telling Issa she's like too broke to move out on her own. She's so funny. Um, I mean, if Daniel let you stay a little longer, you should just to save money. Don't look a gift horse in a dick. That's not a thing. It is. My grandmother said it to me. It's like you do so well and then you don't. And I should fuck Warren. She's so funny. And I saw a tweet the other day from someone, I forget who this was, but it's like, can... Um, can 
Uh, Insecure just kind of like tell us which uh, <laughs> which episodes have Kelly in them, and like those will be the ones that I like yeah. make sure to watch because she's so funny. She was in Love Simon, which I saw a couple months ago. This movie, and then she's gonna be in the new Wonder Woman movie. She actually has a development deal also at HBO, so hopefully we see more from her because I love her. Um, so yeah, that's kind of Insecure. I also just like we don't need to talk, spend too long on this because we want to get into the meat of our episode, but I wanted to kind of plug last week's episode of, of Castle Rock. Oh my um, God. So I just watched it before we started talking and I felt kind of emotionally devastated from it. I was destroyed for a few hours. Um, honestly, I'm debating whether I think we should not spoil it because people yeah. might not have started it yet. No, I don't think we should spoil it, but for it's sure. a great, it's one of those episodes. Is there a name for this kind of episode where it's a sort of, it's a deviation from the the rest of the you know a term like bottle episode right where it's right it's sort of a bottle episode for a character it's for a character this but like that's not to say that it like doesn't have the same production it's just you know the first one i'm thinking of which is kind of a shame as an example of that is in season two of uh uh stranger things when they went to 11 hanging out with all the weird punk wannabes in chicago um and that episode was like completely a different storyline than the rest of it and people kind of hated it um there's other there's other examples i feel like joss whedon did that a lot totally and i mean this is a show this is interesting because this is a show that's been kind of like very straightforward um kind of creepy story for the first I mean this is coming about I think more than halfway through the season this is the seventh episode I think the um, season's ten episodes long and um, you know it's been pretty right pretty straightforward so far honestly I've been a little bit like back and forth on this show because I feel like 30% of the time it's like very creepy and riveting and then 70% of the time I'm like okay where is this going I I want it to be scarier yeah, I want it to be scarier. I want there to be more like in like general forward movement. Um, I don't think it's quite good enough just to be like. It, again, I'll I'll kind of like talk about this a little bit when we start talking about um, uh, sharp objects, but I don't think it's quite good enough just to rest on like creepy ambiance. Um, but you know, this is an episode where we're like really getting into the character of of Ruth. Um, Deaver played by Sissy Spacek who's incredible she's so good in it she's so good and and we know from previous episodes that she is suffering from Alzheimer's or or just severe dementia and and the episode is totally told through her point of view and like the crumbling you're really inside her like crumbling mind and I've never seen it but but you're also led to believe that it's not as simple as Alzheimer's that she is there's something else happening and um, you're not really sure what it is or if you're going to get that answer or if it's going to be one of those, like, Stephen King style, like, okay, now we're not going to address that again. But um, yeah, you you yeah, are meant absolutely. to think that there's something semi-paranormal uh, or ma- magical happening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I at mean, least I think so. And it was just, it was, that's an, I hadn't actually thought about that. So that's actually an interesting, um, that's an interesting point. I, I hadn't, I hadn't really considered that there might be something a little, a little more otherworldly 
going on here as well. And I mean, I just, it, it's, you know, there's a big twist at the end. We don't want to spoil that. Um, but I honestly think like this episode makes checking out the entire show. I think it does. It. Yeah. It makes, it's one of those shows episodes that's really satisfying. It connects a lot of things. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it, it's kind of giving us context to the season, you know, everything that's come before and it's setting up for what's coming I think the rest of the season, um, but I was devastated. I was very much like at the end of this episode, I was just like, I was not here for feelings. I know like, I was here I, for scares. I was here for scares. Um, what are you doing to me? Yeah, I just it, it's incredible. So, um, so we should yeah, with, stop talking about Castle Rock since this might not make sense to anybody who hasn't uh, seen it yet, but. What did do we we're going to talk about sharp objects um so spoilers ahead but was there anything else you watched this past well I guess this past fortnight <laughs> Well I did start something that we had talked about I think the last time or maybe a few weeks ago when we talked I started um the sinner Me too yeah. I only watched the first episode I've watched about ha- maybe half of them. Um, of the first kind of season. Like, of the first season, yeah, which the second season actually just premiered, which I right. didn't realize until the other day. Um, but With I... With, like, a whole new storyline. Yeah, like a whole new storyline. So this is, like, an anthology thing happening here. I think, well, there's, you know, there's, like, a main character, our main character of, uh, of Bill Pullman um, and and his detective with a... You know, honestly, this is like one of my I was like, as soon as I learned this aspect of the show, I was like ready to be turned off because I kind of hate detective with a shady past um, and like emotionally, you know, have you been burned by a detective with a shady past? I'm just like, it's just like, it's just done so much. (laughs) No, I agree. I agree. It's like, you know, I'm like always a detective with like, um, oh, blurring the lines between like public servant, (coughs) high moral caliber. And yes, um, of course, he's like letting his own emotions interfere, you know, and I'm like, I know. But um, I like the show a lot. Actually, I think it's really interesting. I mean, despite that, Bill Pullman, who plays the detective, I think is very good. You so don't, I, why don't you like Bill Pullman? I don't know. It's completely unfair. And the thing is, I like don't dislike him as a person. Um, and I'm sure he's a very good person. I know you guys go way back. Yeah. Because yeah. you know me. I don't dislike actors or actresses. Like, I can't. But there's something about Bill Pullman that I find, like, inexpressibly boring. Mm-hmm. And, like, whenever fair. he's in a role, I'm like, really? Him? And I think it might date to While You Were Sleeping. Where I'm just like I cannot get like I hate that movie. I find it. Is he the one in the coma in our in no? That's, he's that's the one who dates Gallagher. That's Peter Gallagher, okay. who I so also, he's... as a child, could not get over the eyebrows. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so he's like the romantic lead, and then he's also in Newsies, and he's kind of creepy. His character's creepy in Newsies. He's like just singing with a bunch of paper boys at like. No, I don't remember him in Newsies. I mostly remember. I think my first Bill Pullman experience may have been the most boring president ever either that or twister i actually think those came How out dare, this is the other twister reason may have this is twister may have predated sarah i'm gonna stop you right now because this is the other reason i get really mad at bill pullman bill pullman was not in twister oh that was bill paxton, paxton and they are so everyone gets them confused and, and they're so dead, markedly too. different 
God, you're right. You're right. I messed oh, that one up. So many people do that. You're right. He gives the, the it's it's our Independence Day. Yep, 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 yep. I can't believe I just messed that one up because I can because like other one, other people have done it and I find it completely baffling. It's like not like he said like oh I love Alien you know and that Bill that Bill Pullman. <laughs> that but would like, be, that would make more sense because then I could say you're confusing it with Independence Day or something. That's actually true. But there's no other like. No other disaster, you know, like, Bill Pullman wasn't in Dante's Peak, you know. Oh, Dante's Peak. <laughs> anyway. Volcano. Yeah. So no, I'm just no, no. unfairly I mean, prejudiced against Bill Pullman. Against this. But you've managed to overcome it somewhat? Well, you yeah, I'm really brave. Episode? I'm really brave. So, yeah. yes. You're the real hero. Um, did you like the first episode? I did. Yeah, I'm, I was, I kind of was just like, oh, wow, this is actually kind of intriguing and different because the whole premise really briefly is that you witness this woman commit this this murder and you don't know why she did it and she doesn't let on why and it's not that sounds so simple but like the way they do that it's really kind like you want to know and you believe that there's something else going on and it's hard to explain why that's so intriguing because on the surface it's just like a murder happens and you don't know why and you're just kind of like well okay fine she had some motive it doesn't matter happen. like yeah. we know who did it whatever and that's how i think other detectives besides bill pullman feel like well she did it she admitted she did it um but you're definitely led to believe there's something bigger at work um and it has that sort of mysterious vibe and yeah um, so i think it's really intriguing it's creepy. I I um, found it pretty bingeable, actually, because I was very much like... Sure, yeah. Wait, what's going on here? Like, they they drop enough clues in every episode, I think, to keep yeah. you hungry. There's a lot of red herrings. There's kind of, like, some false, some false starts. We get uh, into our detective with a troubled past... Um, uh, his, um, you know, it's his his uh, dominatrix fascinate um, fixation. Um, that you know that old chestnut. Um, Don't kink shame, and Sarah. <laughs> I'm just, it's you know, like it's it's who he is. I'm not, yeah, I'm not here to judge. Um, no, kidding. I like it. I honestly, if anything, I was gonna be more biased against uh, Jessica Biel, who's the the main. Um, who's the star here? I think she was nominated yeah. for an Emmy. I think that was when we first talked about this. We were both yeah, we like, were kind of we were surprised. We were both by salty that, yeah. about it. Yeah, we were both a little salty about it. Very she's actually quite us. good. I think I'm she's really give good it, in it. You know, like I haven't really paid, I think, any attention to Jessica Biel, like maybe ever, but certainly not since, since your since heaven. your favorite show, Seventh Heaven. Oh my God, Seventh Heaven! I'm amazed I, I could truly, remember the name of that show. I truly hated that show. Um, it was it. I can't believe a, I remembered the name of it. I wanted at first. I was like Full House. No. <laughs> oh my god! What? That's honestly insulting to Full House. That's it is, but I knew it had something with a house. Yeah. <laughs> but then I was like, but Seventh Heaven isn't a house. Isn't a house. <laughs> I don't. But they I do don't. live in a house. They do live in a house. <laughs> I remember that, that one of the characters' name is you Ruthie. nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Was um, what? Was Ruthie? I don't know why that's like occurring to me, but I'm just remembering that. And the dad was a minister, one. right? And the guy wound up being arrested for child pornography. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Wait, guy not the in dad. the show. Not in the show in real life. Yeah. yeah I was like, <laughs> um, well, hold up on that. So uh, we'll revisit um, the center, I think, maybe when you've watched a couple more of them. Yeah, once I catch up to you. Um, yeah. 
Let's see. Anything else I watched this week? Oh, I started watching um, Disenchantment, the new Matt Groening show on oh, Netflix. Oh, I want to watch this. We'll talk yes. about that more because I think we both want to keep watching it. But I think yeah. um, let's move on to... Um, so spoilers ahead. Um, this is definitely a section for if you have watched the last episode of Sharp Objects where everything comes together. Did you like the ending, Sarah? I loved the ending. Thank you. Yes. I, did I thought too. it was brilliant. I thought I did I I agree. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, I and I did not think the show overall was brilliant, but You don't think um, that the ending like I think it went was, a long way towards honestly the the ending really like turned me around on the whole show. I you know what? I know every Throughout the whole show, everyone was complaining about how slow moving it was and everything, which I generally d- I don't mind. Um, yeah, I kind of love that. Sort of if like if the things are serious enough and the characters are well developed enough, I kind of love that. Um, but the ending made me realize like not only was that good, but it was that was the whole point of it. Yeah, it was all. I mean, I and think not, the and show is brilliantly plotted. And I, yeah. yeah, and I don't mean like oh, it was slow moving and then you get a brilliant finish. Um, I mean, the sense that, like... It was all like, adding up to something. It, it, it gave you all the information. As if mm-hmm. you were... You knew everything. You knew all these different characters. You knew, like... You knew that Amma was a little psychopath. You knew that, like, Adora was, like, really fucked up. You knew that Camille has this history of, like, knowing girls who, are, who, get, who get killed. You know, you know so much information, and you don't know what is extraneous and what is relevant to the actual murder. Like, you know that John Keane, like, his girlfriend had, like, her uh, her ear bitten. Like, you know all this extra stuff, and you have no idea what's relevant, which is exactly right. how it would be if you were, say, the detective coming from out of town. You're just getting all this information, and you have to piece it together. Because then at the end, when you find out that Emma killed the other two girls, you're like, of, of course she did. Right. I knew that it's all almost along. funny how how obvious it seems to me in yeah. retrospect. It was but both I had shocking and not. no idea until the end. Yeah, it was it was kind of shocking and not. I mean, I I will say so. Like, I would give the series overall. I think it's kind of like a B B minus from me. Like, I did find it a little too slow at points. Like, and I, but I mean that said, like ambiance and acting, like go a long way for me with this kind of thing like see my love of Twin Peaks like it doesn't all necessarily have to be going somewhere all the time with this type of show to me I think I was a little bit disappointed when we get to the the Munchausen explanation for Adora even though again I think they set it up really well I could like, I can't believe you didn't remember that from uh from an episode of X Files. Yes, <laughs> and this is kind of That's what the I only mean, reason like... I knew what it was. I like called it after the sixth episode or the fifth episode. I was like, Adora has uh, Munchausen by proxy, and I know that because of Special Agent Dana Scully. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of what I mean. Like it to me is a little bit overdone in pop culture. Like it's it's done a lot, especially in TV. Yeah, but then you like, find out that wasn't what killed the the girls. It was right. Like oh yeah, exactly. Sharing. This is why. So when we find out about this in like the seventh episode, I was like, oh, this is where it was leading. Like, 
this is disappointing to me. You know, like I, I just feel like, especially for how rare Munchausen actually is, it's like vastly overrepresented. I was like kind of feeling at this point, yeah. like it was sort of an elaborate Law and Order SVU episode. And yeah. I was feeling a little bit like, well, that's a letdown. Um, okay, we'll get to the eighth episode. All right, well, we're kind of going to like top this off here. And then to find out that the whole thing is a bit of a red herring, um, yeah. not that it isn't important that Adora killed her daughter Marion, but it all kinds of, you know, it completely throws you off. I it's think, so, at least it did for me. I, I was see. prepared for something... Um, awful to happen um because that had all been resolved they had like the that resolving montage of like Emma moving to St. Louis that was all like was still like 25 minutes left to go and I was like something's up Mm -mm -mm." and I was I was just watching in just like total dread the whole time I don't know what I thought it would be I like thought that maybe like I think oh I was worried that Camille Amy Adams character would start to um munchausen <laughs> uh amma mm-hmm. like i was worried that she was gonna oh, start at the to end poison amma to yeah st louis I was, mm-hmm. and like and that's how it would end on this because i knew it was gonna end on like a really unsettling note but um nothing prepared me for camille taking the lid off the dollhouse and finding teeth and then yeah. amma just saying don't tell mama oh my god no, it was wild. I mean, I I loved it. I read this, um, or I was listening to this e- uh, interview with Jean-Marc Vallée, the director, where he talks about the choice to kind of structure the ending in this way, which yeah. is really interesting. Like, the entire show has been from Camille's point of view. The Every single scene, basically. I mean, like, really, just about every scene. Mm-hmm. And um, and so it doesn't make sense to get to the ending. We want to show this like reveal of how they of Emma and her friends killing the girls. But it can't really be from we can't like we can't really have it in the body of the show because Camille it can't be like an this. omniscient viewer. It has to be with right. Camille present. Yeah. Right. So it's like, you know, the idea the idea comes to him to like, you know, give us this final line smash cut to the end and then as as viewers are kind of collecting themselves and like like starting to figure it out then you get this yeah you know, that's interesting which yeah. i just found brilliant I um mean, i was reading something and it was in slate um i put up by inku kong who i don't know um i don't know their writing but um their whole thing was that uh the sharp objects finale was like a letdown because um it doesn't deal with... Uh, here, I'll give you, like, the thesis. It's his first show that was supposed to be about the aftershocks of violence and trauma, then. It disappointingly suggests that the fact of Amma's violence is more compelling than how to survive and or deal with it. Um, and so that basically it's saying that since it didn't show the aftermath, which is what you thought the whole series was about, all eight episodes, it's kind of like a letdown and it's not true to itself, which I thought about for a while and I was like I totally disagree with that because the point is that you did watch that for eight episodes you see how Camille has like dealt with this trauma of her mother and how 
the town is all these women have their own peculiar form of violence toward each other and you're watching and they're all complicit that's what the whole show is it's for yeah for eight hours in adora's scheme by letting yeah for for eight hours you're watching this and you see the effects of it and then suddenly at the end it's like no you don't get to see how camille deals with the revelation that Amma was the killer, but you can totally imagine that it's not going to be easy because you just spent eight hours dealing with that. I think it's perfect yeah. in that way. It's just yeah. backward. That's all. It's just backward. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't buy that either. I mean, I, and again, I'm, I'm a always a sucker for a downbeat kind of fucked up ending. I'll give you that. Like, I love nothing more than a. <laughs> weird you know like uh, just kind of unsettling ending yeah um and i love that but i mean you know we i i think that we learn i mean the whole you know and the other thing is the whole show has been how camille deals with her trauma right and it would be insane to right. think that you know just from what we know of adora and what we know of camille and her upbringing and the trauma that was inflicted on her, we know that that Camille gets this release. You know, she has an inability to deal with this trauma, and she gets this release by cutting. But what about Emma? You know, like I mean, she's right. we we know that there's something going on here. There is no way that this girl is like having just some totally, you know, despite what happened to Camille. That the there's no way that. Um, Emma just is having some completely normal, (laughs) you know, experience with her mother. So there must be something going on here, but how does she deal with her trauma, you know, and how does she get this release? And Camille doesn't know that, you know, she doesn't know. She's kind of trying to figure out her sister also. And she's protecting her sister. Right. And just, she just thinks that Emma is only, so in the end, like Camille, who knows just how terrible girls and women can be just assumes that Emma is someone that needs to be protected and doesn't see her as, yeah, yeah. you know, someone that can't can be... see her. Yeah. Right, even though, again, it makes total sense, just the cycle of abuse. Yeah. You know, that, you know, that was, you know, in this episode, Adora talks about the abuse that was inflicted upon her by her mother. You yeah. Know, taking her out to the woods and just leaving, leaving her, her alone. in the woods. And, you know, just like, obviously, another horrible person and... You Wait, know, so and, I have some questions. Who's the woman in white then? Because you're led to believe that it was Adora luring them into the woods. But, but you it saw wasn't. the last scene, though, right? The very last scene. The very last scene. Yeah. Wait, are you saying it was Emma? Yeah, because they show Emma as the woman in white. They show oh, do her on they? the edge of the woods. Yeah, it's you such gotta a, watch. It's such a crazy montage. And I was focusing on no, the... but it's after the montage. So you got to go all the way to the HBO credits, baby. Like, so you get to the very oh, end. Oh God, credits. I yep. missed that. I actually completely. I made just the got mistake. chills. Oh yeah, well I just made the mistake. I mean, I think probably a lot of people did this, but I absolutely turned off the episode <laughs> after the ending. I just like, yeah, oh my God, wow, the end, and I'm like sitting. Well, because I watched like, through the I watched through the montage of Emma right. committing the murders. Right. And you're saying there's going. another one even I'm later. Saying than there's that. another scene. Oh, God. Yep. yep. Um, so, I mean, definitely get back in there. Um, and oh, no. if you oh, viewer no. did not watch all the way to the HBO credits, check that out. Um, but, you know, I did actually also have some questions. And I was kind of one of my main questions was kind of to what level Gala, you know, the, the housekeeper who both girls, especially Camille, 
seem pretty close to. You know, is she the same level of complicit as Alan? I was is wondering she... that too, because you see her in the um, the last scene when Adora is with Adora getting arrested. I'm sorry, not the last scene, but the, that scene. The yeah, last she's one helping with her. Adora kind of get her shoes together. And she's and crying. Stuff. She's like clearly mm-hmm. distressed by Adora. I mean, she's and spent like there's so many years with this family. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but there's you know there's a scene where Camille hugs Adora, as if, you know, or uh, Gala as if you know like the only person who's been kind and truly understood her and like had made her that birthday cake. Yeah. It's just... Yeah, I mean, Edward's, you know, Gala just kind of like, I take my money and I leave. And, you know, it's also not totally clear whether Gala lives on the property or she goes, you know, I think home to a... You know, I don't... It, it's not made clear, but I, I don't know, just considering Camille's relationship with her, I was kind of also... Yeah, what... no, I mean, that's a good thing that you bring up because that was that was another thing I did feel was lacking in the show that I th- kept thinking we were going to get hints More background of. on her? Um, no, just the, um, like the resident, the black residents of mm-hmm. Wind Gap, you, yeah. you know, at the beginning, it's all white. And then there are these yeah. scenes in the, like the second half of the series, like in episodes, like five, six, seven, where, you know, well, there, the, notably there's the one where, um, Camille's in the car with, I forget the name, but she was the only, um, on the cheerleading squad, she was the only black girl and everyone apparently mm-hmm. was just terrible to her. Mm-hmm. And um, you kind of start to get, and I kind of wanted more of her story. And then there's this scene where they're outside the liquor store. Um, and there's this old man, he's black, and he's sitting in like a rocking chair. And he's mm-hmm. watching Emma and all the, um, like her stupid high school teenage friends try to get um, Camille to come to that party. And the camera deliberately shows him just like measuredly watching them, right? Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, like, that's pointed. Like, it's being, like, these these white dum-dums are doing, like, their dum-dum thing, right? And then there's this whole, like, you know, other people's story that's not being told in this. Like, what do, mm-hmm. what do, what do they know? What is their experience? I also wanted more from the people um, who worked at the pig farm. We were told mm-hmm. are, like, they're all they're all Mexican so you're like well what's what is you you kind of think that the show is going to pry open all these things in wind gap that the white people pretend they don't see yeah and it doesn't then at the end and like mm-hmm. Gayla's a good example of that where it's just like mm-hmm. you see the last time you see her crying over Dora and then that's it right I agree there's I, I agree the whole thing is kind of winds up pretty whitewashed and like definitely it's a weird point of the show i think yeah yeah i agree um but yeah i don't know i think great really i'm i'm i was it was really fun to get wrapped up in this show it really was Um, and it was fun to watch it while everyone else was watching it and wondering what was gonna happen i love a show getting into a show briefly where it's like everyone it's like the talk of the i know that doesn't happen as often as it used to because of streaming so Yeah, it's yeah. Oh, that was really fun. Oh, also, I want to plug this amazing article by Catherine von Arendonk at um, at Vulture, who wrote this amazing write up of all of the hidden words. Oh gosh, in yeah. Every episode, it's yeah. really incredible. 
Yeah, so it's worth checking out and going back. I to keep it. meaning it's to amazing. do that. I saw. Yeah, that. it's amazing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I just it was a really I I, I yeah again I just really loved getting wrapped up in this. Um. So what we're watching, um, I think we're both going to keep going on The Sinner, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and we'll keep watching. I'm glad I'm caught up to um, Castle Rock now, though I think you and I are both now an episode behind. I think another one dropped um, last night. Yeah. So we have one more to go that you might have, if you're listening, might have already watched. Um, don't tell us anything. Yeah. And... Oh, and Disenchantment. The Disenchantment. Um, I'm excited about this one. It's pretty funny. We I watched yeah. the first episode with my mom and my stepdad. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's funny. I think it could be like pretty similar to Futurama. Um, and it's got Futurama. Abby Jacobson as. Ooh, the, I didn't even know that. Yeah, she's the voice of the princess. Um, Eric Andre is this like demon that follows her around. So that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, so it's fun. Cool. Um, awesome. All right. Well, we will. I think that might reconvene. be it. Yeah, I think so. We talked for a while. I think. Yeah, we've covered a lot of ground. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. If you if you got this far, um, boy, I hope you find thank something you better to do soon. But thank no, you. <laughs> there is nothing better to do. <laughs> there is nothing better to do. That's 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 selling it. That's good. Yeah. Um. um cool. Well, we will reconvene. At some point. Yeah. Probably yeah. next week. Yeah, excellent. All right. All right, Amanda. Till next time. Bye. Bye.